Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's answer some Week 9 questions next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer to talk about the Eagles' 29-17 win over the Texans along with some more Week 9 start-sit type questions. But we'll start with Damian Pierce having a career-best rushing game, 139 yards on 27 carries. He was awesome. I mean, the announcers couldn't stop talking about how impressive he was. You know, I think anybody watching was impressed by the the way he was breaking tackles, the burst he showed, and he's probably going to end up like RB nineteen <laughs> this week. And and he was, you know, thirteen point nine PPR points would have been RB twenty one last week. He had fourteen point one last week as well. Um, I guess the question is, is this all he is in this really really bad Texans offense? I mean, I tweeted after the game that you know I, I was wrong about Damian Pierce he's a lot better than I thought he was but he needs more help around him which you don't really say about running backs too often can he be more than a mid-range RB2 moving forward yeah I think so first of all he had no catches you know targets today that was strange because he had six three four and three catches in his previous four games so you know usually he'll, he'll give you more than that in the passing game he didn't score today but he had scored in three of his previous four games. And in, in two of those three games with a touchdown, he was over 20 PPR fantasy points. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think uh, if he's a mid to low end RB2, it's only because running back is actually really deep right now. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a must start guy. Um, you know, whether whether he's an RB2 or like a low end RB1, I, I don't think he's going to be a top five guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think he could be anywhere from 10 to 20, put it that way. And he's a must start guy because he is really good. He gets almost every carry and he typically gets some receiving work. Yeah, I think on the broadcast, they said he had the second most, uh, the second highest share of his team's yardage of any running back this season. Number one is Josh Jacobs, obviously. Um, oh, one I guy who Henry there, but no, okay. no, Dr. Hilliard. He's been he's been pretty productive. <laughs> yeah, Um okay. One guy who may not be a must-start player anymore is Devontae Smith, who had two catches for 22 yards in a game where the Eagles threw 27 times, which is low, but not, you know, the Chicago Bears or Malik Willis Titans low. So how are you feeling about Devontae Smith? It's been a couple of bad games in a row. He's really had like three huge performances and then kind of a bunch of duds. Where are we at on him? He's the captain of the all frustration team or the all frustrating team, whatever you want to call it here. And it's actually three games in a row now with 28 or fewer pass attempts, 25 to 28 pass attempts for the Eagles. And I don't really consider him a must start, but I do consider him a buy low because he is going to have big weeks. He, he is, I guess, a boomer bust player at this point, but he's got eight games played now and 44 or fewer yards in four of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just love the offense. He's obviously tremendously talented. Now, even think like A.J. Brown had six targets today. It's just A.J. Brown yeah. gets end zone and, and red zone and green zone targets, and, and Devontae Smith really doesn't. So it's hard for him to maximize the, the uh, 
low level of targets. I would say not a must start, but I do think buy low on Devontae Smith because he doesn't have a buy and he's just really good and he's going to have some really good weeks. He's got, what, uh, nine games left on the schedule. I would bet four of them are pretty darn good. I would just say that I think you're shortchanging Gabe Davis as the captain of the all frustrating team, but maybe I'm shortchanging him. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to some guys who might frustrate you this week, more uh, week nine to start sit questions. And I want your thoughts on the Seahawks pass catchers. DK Metcalf hasn't had more than 10.8 PPR points in any of his past three games against the Cardinals. Cardinals, actually only allowing the 19th most PPR points to wide receivers this season. It's kind of surprising for a team that ranks 28th in scoring defense. What do you make of that? Are you, are you starting Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf this week? Lockett without hesitation. Uh, I know he had a bad game earlier this week against the Cardinals, but he's the kind of guy that usually does well against the Cardinals. It's an interesting matchup. Arizona does really well avoiding the big play, taking away the deep ball, and that's the strength mm-hmm. of the Seahawks offense. And the Giants were also a team that did well with that, and uh, and Tyler Lockett beat them twice. He dropped one touchdown, but he beat yeah. them twice, and, and Geno had a great game. So I would say Lockett, no hesitation. I think Metcalf is is really not a top-20 guy. You know, He's never had a 60-yard game against the Cardinals in his career. That's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of that was Patrick Peterson, but even the last three games you know, where they've just had this kind of take away the number one receiver kind of offense. It's, it's hard to explain. They don't have a consistent strategy for taking away the number one guy, but they do yeah. it pretty consistently. So I think he's a, you know, on a normal week, a number three receiver this week with six teams on by probably a low end number two receiver. I'd start Tyler Boyd over DK Metcalf. Okay. Uh, if Jonathan Taylor is out, we'll close out with this one. How are you viewing Deion Jackson for the Colts? If t- Jonathan Taylor doesn't play? Well, he, look, he's been pretty good. I mean, he, he's, fa- mm-hmm. he's, really fast he's not a big time prospect but he ran an amazing 40 so he's got some speed um he's been productive whether it's been as a rusher or as a receiver in the two games where he's had extensive action i think he'll have extensive action i don't expect much from zach moss this week um i i i think he's i think he's like a you know borderline top 24 guy somewhere around there you know i probably start him ahead of the bills running backs I'd start him ahead of the yeah. Chiefs running backs, even though yes. he has less chance to score than them. I think he gets a lot more touches. Well, yeah, and he has a low, lower chance of scoring than the collective Kansas City Chiefs running backs. But yeah. unless you play in a league where you get Chiefs RB points and you don't have to pick between Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> and Clyde edwards Lair and Jarek McKinnon, uh, I, I think you know Deion Jackson might actually have a similar chance of scoring of any of those three uh, just because of the the way that backfield is split up. Yeah, he's a top 24 running back for me. I agree with all the ones you said. I'll also throw and I'd start him over any of the Jets running backs. Yeah, Probably any of the Cardinals running backs unless James Conner is out. Uh, so yeah, you, there's a there's a decent, decent chance you're starting Deion Jackson this week. And that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow with some waiver wire stashes ahead of week 10 and uh, some week 9 start sit calls on Sunday morning. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>